This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast, brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. My name is Isaiah, joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Doing fine. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Well, hope you guys are all having a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Um, I know I had a lot of fun this weekend. Um. It's been it's been a good weekend. Uh, I I just got to say because it's it's been so fun. Like I took ended up taking like a five day weekend this weekend just to get away, which was much needed with everything going on with selling this fucking house and everything else. So I ended up going up to my folks' house and uh, ended up being able to take out and fly my drone a little bit, which was nice. Spending time with my family, getting to see my nieces and nephews, and my bringing my dog with it was it was it was great. Uh. On my trip, uh, because there was a lot of construction going on, I ended up listening to a lot of uh, stuff on the way up and back. I ended up listening to one of the podcasts on the network, uh, a Little Mad podcast, which is great if you want to listen to guys reading um, like unused scripts from horror movies, which was a lot of fun. They, I listened to the two episodes that they have. They're about four hours apiece. They did... Um, an unused uh, Freddy versus Jason script called Nightmare Thirteen, which uh, dealt with like the Fred heads and everything. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, just so if, if you want to check that out, definitely do it. it th- these guys are just so funny uh, as they're reading through it, and they're just like trashing it at the same time as praising different things in it, different aspects that are actually kind of cool. And then they also had one uh, that I listened to for a sequel to the Friday the 13th, the remake, which was also kind of trash, but it was hilarious listening to him read through it just because the writing can be so horrendous. It just makes it hilarious. That sounds fun, man. That sounds fun. Yeah. So what's nice is with that podcast, they just get a bunch of the hosts from the different podcasts together to read through these scripts and each person plays a different part and whatnot. And they plug each other's podcasts and all that. So it's, it's a, it's a nice way for the different shows on the network to kind of get together and just have a little bit of fun, you know? So definitely check that out. It's a little mad podcast. Uh, They've got two episodes. They're working on a third episode right now. So that should be coming out hopefully shortly. And obviously there's so many other great shows on the network with like dead in Santa Carla came from beneath the sea, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Please, please check out the different shows on the network. They're a lot of fun and a lot of great content out there. But um, otherwise, uh, what have you guys been, been up to this past week and, and the holiday weekend? Well, I finally dug into Cobra Kai. I've only seen the first season, but... Hell yeah. I got to say one thing. I'm freaking disgusted with the rest of television because... Yes. If they can't make quality TV like this and <laughs> appease the fans of good franchises, man. What the mm-hmm. fuck are they doing in the first place? So. Amen. Amen to that. That's what I'm... Speaking of Cobra Kai. <laughs> is my favorite show of the modern era. It, it really great. is. My, my mom already watched all 
two seasons and like, uh, everybody i tell everybody just binges through it i'm trying to go slow but i still watched <laughs> i could I man i had to keep here. going <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. wait till you, i mean i binge watched the whole thing last week wait till you get to that season two finale man it's so awesome it's and wild. Yeah. great uh, the one my favorite weird. episode so far. I mean, there was a, they're all good, man. But season, uh, see, episode five was mm-hmm. really freaking good. The tribute to Miyagi and all that. Yes, I that was, yeah, they did that really well, man. I love that. So, I love that episode. Yeah. That whole tribute That's to him was just great. Karate, but the lasso. <laughs> yeah, I will say with good with stuff, with man. that show. Um, this weekend, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. That you finally watched that. Uh, Friday night, I binge watched all of season one again, and then Saturday night, I binge watched all of season two again. So I rewatched that whole fucking show uh, this weekend in the matter of two days, two nights, as actually. After and like, I love Johnny's character, man. Like, oh my god, it's so good. It, yeah, it's so good. I feel like I identify more with Johnny than I do with Daniel. Honestly, yeah. So as a yeah. human being, so well, really even like just I hope, they're, they're, I hope they can eventually old. get along. So right, yeah, they both, both have their old. issues, man. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they get issues. so close so many times, man. Yeah, yeah. They do. That happens. Yeah, I like. I how like to call. <laughs> I like to call the show the show of misunderstandings because <laughs> really, it seems like things well, are going to cool off. Something happens, it's a complete misunderstanding. They're just bat right back to square one. Well, not only that, but with the show also, what they do really, really well is putting things from Johnny's point of view and just how he saw yeah. things, and they really make him a sympathetic character. Even looking back at the first Karate Kid movie and you know just kind of how he saw things I mean he was going through a breakup and whatnot with his girlfriend at the time and you know um Ralph Macchio's character obviously comes off as kind of a dick in the first one when you're kind of seeing it from his point of view so it like it really I makes it you was feel funny for him. when he's sitting there telling him, like let me tell you about Daniel LaRusso <laughs> right that. that was the funniest thing he sucker punched me I'm like you knocked the dude down in the first place I was he just minding it. my business in the bathroom you know stuff. that that i would have believed if he hadn't before like made daniel fly down that hill on his bike right yeah i right. love how daniel's told the story he fell off a cliff and not a hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> the show's great i mean they're both buttholes man when we get down to it they both yeah. They yeah, got good and bad the too. They're just they come across as actual yeah. real human beings. That's why I like real yeah. people. Yeah, that's the everybody's whole thing. got their they're good not perfect points. So. They're not perfect, and they're more alike than they realize. So yeah, that's in the sure. end, in the end, their their hearts are in the right place. I mean, Johnny, especially in season two, not to spoil anything. I'm just saying he. Uh, starts to go against the whole no mercy thing and starts trying to teach honor. Yeah, I watched know, the really... first episode, so I saw that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I like yeah. that. Of course, Kree's coming back. You already know. You can already yeah. guess what might be. He's playing anyway. the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen all the rest, but I, you can tell. You can see where it's going, essentially. <laughs> I saw the little smile on his face and Johnny ran back out, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Me. Yeah, <laughs> what a fucking me. dick. <laughs> So how much do you want to slap the shit out of uh, Daniel's son? Oh, dude, he's like he's like <laughs> he's like AJ from The Sopranos, man. I can't stand that kid. <laughs> I like how he does. Um, 
you know, he knows all the Miyagi stuff, but I thought for a second they were going too far when he was like, wait a second, he put his hands together and started running. But then it was a little joke, so I was like, well, even they, they were <laughs> overboard, yeah. So. <laughs> well placed them, so. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a nice They got touch. the same music playing and everything, and then it just cuts off. Medic? It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Robbie's fa- Robbie's like confused. He's like, what just, what, what just happened here? What were you doing? <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, so that that's definitely a, a must see, especially on with it being on Netflix now. I mean, it's so easily accessible. Whereas before, with that's it being it on YouTube, first place. agreed. Yeah. I think it's going to blow up now, like bigger. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. With the number one show, one of the number it, one shows. I can't it's, wait I, till season three. I haven't seen a show stay number one on Netflix this long since they put Avatar, The Last Airbender, on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really think of many. I mean, I, I know the whole Tiger King thing back when it was, like, number one for the longest time, but, yeah, I can see Cobra Kai completely blowing that out of the water. <laughs> they put that one. crazy yeah. bitch on Dancing with the Stars. I you. couldn't believe that shit. That, I'm just like, where the I fuck watched, is this world going? I watched going? Tiger King for like two or three episodes, and it was funny to like watch and like yeah, make that's fun all I of watched the people. Too, was like three but after that long, man, like this shit started getting ridiculous. Like everybody in the show is a fucking idiot. Like, like every these single are the person. people that I these are the neighborhoods I avoid. Yeah, <laughs> these are the people I avoid. You see, I've watched more than me. I've watched zero episodes. I've only heard second what other people. It's fun. Them. It's fun to make fun of the 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 yeah. meth head hillbillies from Florida. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it's fun to make fun of meth head hillbillies from anywhere, but this particular one's in Florida, and it's fucking hilarious. But after a while, you're just like, man, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, it's like a train wreck that you just can't look away from. <laughs> it's just—it's so bad. It's like, are people really this like horrendous? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Some of the shit that these people yes, are doing they to are, each other, and sometimes worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's good people out there too. Don't take my statement, that <laughs> right? <laughs> oh there's god, just a lot of bad people too. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, well, we know Sean watched that. What have you guys been up to, uh, Ted and Mark, this week? Man, I had a. I had a pretty good week. Um, I watched a lot of things this week, a lot of movies. I've uh, just picked up this super fucking gorgeous steelbook of Terrifier. Oh, I love that this thing. This thing is so fucking beautiful. It the is. art on it is amazing. It's got that, I mean, that really nice poster that's in it is probably going to stay in my box because I'm weird like mm-hmm. that. Um. So we watched that. It was uh, Jennifer's first time watching it, and she loved it, and she asked me to watch other things like it. So we watched the special features on it, and I was super surprised to see exactly how much behind-the-scenes work uh, Damien Leone put into this movie. Yeah. The dude did did all the special effects and the makeup and everything. The man is a fucking beast. He worked hard. Oh, yeah. So we watched uh, All Hallows' Eve. And that one's not as good. Um, obviously, it's a different actor doing art and Terrifier, yeah. and the makeup's improved quite a bit. Right. But the movie was, it was okay for a independent film. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's it's worth a watch, man. I really like the last the last short. More, so. The the last short with uh, the gas station. That's the one I really like. Yeah. yeah. 
the alien one it was the whole thing was dumb to me and the first one was just eh. the like the through all of them the effects are amazing and it just goes to show the amount of work that damien leone puts into his movies mm-hmm. it just it just the, the whole alien thing to me was stale as hell yeah. i agree that was my least favorite out of that one um i went to i popped in um child's play three to start watching it because i was getting ready because this week dead in santa carla is going to review that movie so i was going to watch it so i could listen along with them and then uh my girlfriend says well why don't we just watch them all because she said she hadn't watched them all and that that was freaking you know pulling at my heartstrings i'm like hell yeah let's watch all the fucking child's play so we give me a hug (laughs) (laughs) so we we got up through three and then we're going to finish the rest of them and she's having a lot of fun watching those awesome um it'd be nice to watch movies with like that (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah we watched a few other things but uh non-movie related and i thought this was really crazy i thought you guys would get a kick out of this um so i was doing yard work you know cutting grass and shit and i've been needing to clean out the gutters for a while because i've been having plants grow out of my gutters so i borrowed (laughs) i borrowed a, a ladder from jennifer's dad and i climbed up there and some crazy motherfucker that used to live here filled the gutters with fucking topsoil, and we had trees growing out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they used the gutters as a fucking planter. Wow. It's so <laughs> it's a wonder the thing didn't get bogged down and fall off the house. Yeah. The, the yeah. fascia boards rotted to shit, though. I don't know what we're going to do about that, but I thought that was just wild. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Duct tape, That's Mark. Duct tape fixed and it. Normally, it's just a whole lot <laughs> there you of go, leaves and dead yeah. Oh, it too. was like just straight like actual trees growing out of my gutters. Good lord! <laughs> Thought you were gonna say tomatoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about my week. Been watching, just watching shows, watching movies. That's about it. Nice. What about you, Ted? Why do you want to know? Who you been talking to? <laughs> we want to know the truth about your catchphrase, Ted. We're on to you. <laughs> yes, the suck my nipples catchphrase. <laughs> well, I'll start at the beginning. So, strap in if you will mind. Coming off my high of binge watching Cobra Kai last weekend, I rewatched Karate Kids 1 through 3 this throughout this Hell week. Yeah. Nice. Um, was gonna watch the fourth one, just never got around to it. Uh, Friday in the mail, I got the uh, on Blu-ray the American Pie Beta House because I've been I've been buying up these franchises on Blu-ray because you know Universal and Warner Brothers made that deal, you know, to keep discs going, things like that, you know. So I've been trying to support them as much as I can, and so this at so, uh, some point this year they've been releasing the the direct to video. American Pie movies on Blu-ray because they hadn't had a Blu-ray release, and this was the last one that needed it. And um, so, and I've never seen any of these movies, which is, is a shock. A lot of people can't believe this. I had never seen any of them. I've been buying them. I was going to watch them in order the way they came out, just because you know. So Friday night after work, I watched the first two movies, and then yesterday I watched the other six movies throughout the day. 
And of course, my my famous cat phrase, lick my nipples, I've came to much horror that that was used a lot in some of the earlier American Pie films by like Stifler. And I was like, people are going to think I stole this line from the movies and I've never seen these before until this weekend. So I'm like, well, now I got to come up with a new new catchphrase or something. (laughs) I can't say lick my nipples anymore because everybody's like, oh, he just stole that from American Pie. I didn't because I've never seen it, but. Oh well, but uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> just watching some movies. I got tomorrow from work, Labor Day, so I have no idea what I'm gonna whoop, do. Whoop. Maybe I'll watch the next Karate Kid tomorrow, just so I can finish off <laughs> the movie franchise. Or whatever. That sounds like a great idea. And I'm drinking Diet Coke right now, and it's fantastic for some reason. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not bounces while it crunches. This show, Sean, will not bow to any sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not go that far. I mean, if somebody wants to give us money to do the show, I mean, I'm not going to turn down money. (laughs) Exactly. I I have no problem wearing the. I have no problem wearing the Reebok gear. Is Reebok still a thing? I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they're still a thing. They do all the the fucking UFC uniforms. Okay, okay. I had no idea. Yeah, in UFC, they're not allowed to wear like tap out or their own like uh, their own brands anymore. They all have to wear Reebok now. That's funny because wasn't tap out originally UFC? Like I don't their big I, thing. I I think it was it sponsored UFC, but it wasn't owned by UFC. You got uh, there's there's a couple others that are like big name like sports apparel that were big into it, and a lot of them like a lot of the bigger named uh, fighters that go on and retire make their own apparel brands, and it comes to things like that. And now okay. UFC has this deal with, and it's been for a long time now since like before yeah. Ronda Rousey was champion. So it's not that like, uncommon well, for a yeah, large was, sports franchise to do that. Actually, we're not yeah, allowed they, to use that woman's name on this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ted, you 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 could say, and yes, she is a whiny little asshole, but she is a a. I'd, I'd say a very important you can't point. Even say anything. You can't even say anything. She, she is a very important point in UFC history because she was the first woman's champion. I don't give a crap if she was the first person. And she was a great fighter. Butt. She was just a whiny asshole. I don't care if she's the first person to clean the first butt crack in history. She sucks. <laughs> She sucked. She she did suck after she lost, and she did suck in the WWE. But she was a good fighter, and that's what left the bad taste in Ted's mouth was her going to WWE. She wouldn't have got beat. She wouldn't got beat twice if she was that good. Well, actually, that that reminds me because uh, I I was listening to another show talk about a topic, and it reminded me of Ronda Rousey how uh, wrestling fans and wrestlers that have been into the the whole uh, wrestling world for a long and you see all these wrestlers that work forever and ever and bust their ass and they never make it to the title it's like a slap in their face when somebody just comes in and takes it out of nowhere without that's working it for is, it and that's why yeah, it's certain people different than others 
the longtime fans are always going to be hesitant on that shit. Yeah, but sometimes they win us over. I can say that. Cause well, I'm a fan, but she was, you know, they pushed her so fast, so hard, and then she made some fucked up comments. Like she fucked us up. Yeah, she'll never have respect from anybody in the business. Fans well, apparently respect. there's this new uh, documentary on David Arquette that talks about that, which I I really want to watch because I really like him. And apparently, I didn't know that they did that promotion with him where he won the title. Yeah, another low point in wrestling. Yeah. yeah. A high point and, in and, his life as a fan, but a low point in wrestling as a whole. So. Yeah, and and apparently, like, on this video, he talks about, I think it's called You Can't Fucking Kill David Arquette. And <laughs> yeah, I've he, heard of it. Heard and, of it. <laughs> and apparently, he, he, like, talks about, like, he was telling his uh, his manager he didn't want to do it. And he was like talking to Diamond Dallas Page, and he said, "Everybody's going to hate me for doing this." And yeah, Diamond Dallas that's Page what I heard, man. Like, was agreeing. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. They're going to hate you." And he didn't <laughs> want to do it, but at the same time, he was saying, "If you're a fan, and someone says, hey, you want to win the, the WWF <laughs> title, what what are you going to do? Right? Here's, you're, you're not going to say no." Here's the <laughs> so, difference. So yeah, that. Here's the difference between David Arquette and Ronda Rousey. David Arquette is a wrestling fan and has always been a wrestling fan. Ronda Rousey had free, did not give a crap about WWE wrestling or any of that. Vince McMahon's like, I'll write you this big check and we'll give you the title in like a few months and build you whatever. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then all she does is talk crap about, That's right, about yeah. the whole That's why I hold it more against whole, Vince whole, than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so she sucked. She can lick anything whatever whatever <laughs> i don't care I stand there on there. <laughs> well anyways she can... <laughs> that was just making me think of that documentary and i'd like to see it yeah, i i, like I do really want to see that too i, like I, I love i love ready to rumble that movie was funny as shit and yeah. uh scream and eight-legged freaks and just about anything i've seen him in i love yeah, so. yeah he's funny he's a good seems like a decent dude the little bit of interviews I've seen. And the fact that, you know, he's in, what, his 50s now, and he decided to finally, like, actually train as a wrestler and become a professional wrestler now. He's I mean, yeah, he took he it seriously. Not everybody else might be, but he is. <laughs> well, that that's that's the storyline for Scream 5. Do we quit being the sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I might go see it now. Ted, if that is the storyline, I will fucking pre-order the Blu-ray. <laughs> I already have it pre-ordered for that. Do we have like with Matrix Four? Like you said, Neo comes back because they put him in a hard a flash drive. I'm there day one if that's the truth. <laughs> Freaking ridiculousness! And I'm not even a Matrix fan. I didn't give a crap about the Matrix, right? Listen, if it's if it's something that schlocky, I'm there because <laughs> that's just fun. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if you're not taking yourself seriously. That may if, yeah. if you're not taking yourself seriously and it's a terrible movie, it makes it fun. Whereas if you're trying to take yourself seriously and it's a fucking <laughs> terrible movie, then it just ends up being a fucking just terrible experience. It's like Bill and Ted face the music. It was not being serious. None of those movies were ever serious. No, they're just. That was just a feel good story, man. Exactly. It was just super happy and uplifting and the same old goofy shit, man. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. But I am wild stallions. <laughs> you have, to, you have to earn the right to rock. To rock. <laughs> Did the judge change his mind? 
No restraining order. Yeah, it was a great movie. I watched it again. I ended up buying it after seeing it at the drive-in. I'm like, I'm just going to buy it on digital. I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> so I bought it on Voodoo so I can just watch it again. That, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing tomorrow is rewatching that again. I yeah, still haven't had a chance. We should... Uh... We should do a, some kind of review or something on that. Maybe like a bonus type thing. Yeah, we I don't could do know. that. Um, well, I, I know like we got some coming out. Like, I mean, obviously shit's getting pushed back a lot. But I know when uh, Ghostbusters comes out, we're definitely going to do something on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, so fucking excited for that movie. Mm, um, Halloween Kills. You know, some of these new movies aren't are good. And... You know, some people need to know about it, so let's tell them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing, like, a bonus episode on, like, even just, like, the Bill and Ted, like, uh, franchise as a whole. You know, talking about the the movies and even the TV shows, you know, that only lasted a season or whatever it was. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that or just doing, like, reviews of the movies, you know, whatever the case may be is some kind of bonus content. I think that would be fun. Yes. I know. I know. Next time, if we ever play like Predator or Friday or something together, I've I've got it loaded. Next time Ted dies, I'm screaming out, "You killed Ted, you medieval dickweed!" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I fell out of my suit when I hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try to organize some time here at some point and do another. Uh, like playthrough for Predator or something, or even Friday the Thirteenth, one or the other. It'd be fun to do again. It's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been able to play video games with my friends. <laughs> I've been either playing by myself <laughs> or actually lately I haven't been hardly playing at all with everything going on. So, I mean, I've been kind of MIA when it comes to PlayStation a lot lately. But. I have been, but then Tony Hawk came out. <laughs> yeah, I saw people playing that today. I'm like, damn it. I didn't want it to come out this quick because I wanted to be able to get it. Yeah, I'll probably get it next week. I haven't gotten it yet either. Relive my it. youth. <laughs> but that's all fun. Well, let's uh before we get into the review here for Return of the Killer Tomatoes, let's talk about a little bit of news. Uh, that's... Wait, wait, wait. We're not reviewing... Big breasted girls go to the beach and take their top off. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. Uh, I like it too. <laughs> we'll be talking about all that here just in a minute. But first off, just a couple bits of uh, news that have come out uh, this past week. So number one, we all know that the Chucky series on Sci-Fi and USA Network is coming next year. They did note this week that production has been on, put on hold, obviously, with COVID going on until 2021. They are still shooting to release later in 2021, which has always been the case. Um, they're still hoping to hit that mark, and I, I'm sure they could, because I'm not expecting it to be like 20, 30 episodes you know, for the first season. I'm sure it's probably going to be like 10 episodes or whatever the case may be. So I don't foresee, foresee there being any issue with them getting all the production done in early 2021 to have it done by the time Halloween rolls around or whenever the case is that they decide to release it, which I'm guessing that's when they're going to be releasing it is around Halloween. So 
So yeah, I hope so. When I heard that, I was like, damn, I hope that doesn't push it back too far. Yeah. I don't think it will. I mean, if if you look at like Walking Dead and all that, they usually have like what, almost twenty episodes and they're hour long episodes. They usually shoot further in the year. Putting on with the COVID, shit, like you know, yeah, and that that is also the other part because you don't know how things are going to be working out, you know, with how things they're going to have to do. A lot of the soap operas have come back on the air because my mom watches them. Yeah, but that they've been doing like a scaled down, smaller stories, less people. So right, right around it. And I know there's some movies that are back in production and all that, so. I mean, they're slowly getting things started again. I don't foresee there being any issue unless shit just hits the fan again, which hopefully it doesn't, you know. But, um, yeah, so it's been pushed to probably early 2021 to start production on that. Uh, also, never hike in the snow. We, we've talked about never hike alone, and we talked about in previous episodes a little while back about how they're trying to get this whole series of fan films for Never Hike Alone to kind of build this like mini franchise, basically. Well, Never Hike in the Snow released a brand new trailer this week, and it is coming out October 13th of this year. So it's something else, as well as the box set coming out in October. We're getting this in October, too. So we're getting a little bit of Friday the 13th love this year, even though, you know, with obviously the legal things going on, nothing really new on, like, the actual movie front or anything like that but being able to get a great short fan film like this because if you haven't seen never hike alone you must have been living under a rock uh it is fucking fantastic i mean it's it's a great throwback they brought back tommy you know tom matthews is tommy and having jason finally in the snow is gonna be fucking epic and that trailer was fucking epic with him in that bow and arrow oh my god that was that was my favorite part i mean it had a good you know good sound to it and the bow and arrow was awesome. So yeah, it should be cool. And the snow aspect is something we've all been wanting to see. Yeah, man, horror in the snow is always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I for this movie, um, I hope it has like we saw in the trailer, the score and the sounds and everything were great, and it was on point for the last one. I hope we get one or two more cast members in this one. Me too, man. Yeah. Well, I, I love the angle of this guy out in the woods by himself. That was that was great. But oh. I would like, you know, maybe someone that can die or something. Because mm-hmm. my favorite part of Never Hike Alone was the dream sequence where his head was crushed. And that wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be nice if they had a little bit more in there. You know, getting at least a little bit of a body count because uh, obviously there wasn't much in, in Never Hike Alone, which, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing either. I mean, Never Hike Alone was great, but it would be nice to have a little bit of a body count. You know, getting to see Jason do some pretty sweet-ass fucking kills would be great, especially in the snow. I mean, there's so much you could do uh, with the snow and everything, and obviously with having that bow and arrow, that's going to be fucking great. I, I hope it's yeah. used a couple of different times at least. Just because it's so badass looking, but I'm I'm really hum- I'm really pumped for that, and because uh, obviously it's being released the same day that the the box that's being released, so that's like getting two things in one day basically is going to be fucking awesome. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to the 13th. It's it's going to be great, and then on top of that, also for next month for October, AMC Fear Fest has been extended for the whole month of October, whereas they typically have been doing like the last 
two weeks of October recently in recent years, but getting a whole fucking month of Fear Fest is going to be great. You know, be able to turn on AMC and just have horror playing in the background, and it, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's great, man. I'm glad they're doing it. I don't really watch Fear Fest like I did years ago because it's shorter and it seemed to stray away from the movies kind of. But right. I mean, they didn't release the schedule, but they had all the, you know, big classic franchises. So hopefully they do some fun stuff, man. I'm excited just because it's all month long because I might actually get a chance to see some of it. So. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, it's been a little while since I've watched it. I used to watch Fear Fest all the time. Um every year and uh yeah the last few years i just haven't gotten into it because obviously throw a few other like movies on there wasn't just the main franchises they throw a few classics they'd mix it up somewhat and i'd always watch the pet cemetery one and two on there that was fun yeah graveyard shift that's another one i always remember yep i hate that movie gosh that movie's so freaking boring it's, yeah it's not my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> i've tried i try to like it but i just can't it just bores me to tears you have you have rats, but what's giving birth to the rats? Freaking mutant bat. Does that mean that doesn't make any sense? No, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just I like, like the asshole stupid. guy in that. He's such a freaking Brad Dorf's great sure. in it. He's the only oh, yes. good thing in my opinion as the exterminator. But that movie, uh, yeah, Fear Fest did introduce me to the Phantasm franchise, though. So yep, that's cool. that's cool. Yeah, there's a there's of course having the memories of watching Halloween movies and stuff on there. Oh, definitely. Before I had them, before I had them on VHS, <laughs> that I got them on VHS. I'm like, I don't need to watch edited versions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always like to look up on um, Turner Classics during the October man. Sometimes it's usually like on a Sunday and through the night and stuff. But if you look it up, sometimes they got they play a lot of the good, you know. 40s 50s 60s yeah sometimes i'll even throw something that you don't expect so yeah it'll be interesting to see what people are doing uh this year or companies are doing this year for you know the halloween yeah, season inside more, so exactly stuff gotta make stuff happen gotta keep people entertained during everything so like the old days on tv with halloween kind of cool mm-hmm. i'm loving it i'm loving it i mean obviously shutter has their um, 61 days of Halloween that they're doing this year, which I think is great. And uh, they've got their whole, obviously, lineup because it's all horror and whatnot, and they have new things coming out over the next two months, which is great. And, yeah, hopefully other channels and companies follow suit and do s- similar things as uh, AMC and Shutter are doing. So it'll it'll be interesting to ha- see how this plays out over the next couple weeks as things get start getting announced and everything as we get closer to Halloween. So it'll be a lot of fun, but uh, are you guys ready to talk about return of the killer tomatoes? Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's take a look at 1988's return of the killer tomatoes. 10 years ago, a motion picture became the most notorious cult movie of all time. Predictably, the French called it a masterpiece. The name of this legend of cinema. The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It was so stupid, so cheap, such a piece of steaming dog flop. You think it would have attracted horse flies. Never an audience. Now, get ready to sit on your intelligence once again. 
They made the sequel, The Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Guess what? It's a lot better. It had to be. As you remember, ten years ago, mankind was threatened with the greatest red menace of all. Angry, merciless, killer tomatoes. We were only saved thanks to the heroism of a brave handful of untalented actors. Are you Rob Lowe? No, they're back. This time, we shall not fail! <laughs> a mad scientist. My tomatoes can be made to resemble anyone. Together with a yuppie pervert, turn embittered, mean-spirited tomatoes into an army of psychotic, neo-Nazi plant life. And let's not forget the stunning hell-spawn creation who just might put out for the entire planet. Do you want to make love? Yeah, I want. I also cook 815 international dishes and use all the popular home appliances. You'll see atrocities beyond belief. You can't see your feet. Do the words fat cow mean anything to you? You'll see how producers extracted special favors from certain well-endowed performers. It's got more laughs than out of Africa. It's gayer than Kiss of the Spider Woman. Hello? The girl of my dreams is a vegetable. See? You wouldn't believe what she can do with six milk bottles and a tuning fork. <laughs> the return of the killer tomatoes. It's definitely a learning experience. All right, Return of the Killer Tomatoes re was released on April 22nd, 1988, directed by John DeBello. Uh, this movie... I mean, if, if it wasn't clear enough with the, the trailer, this trailer actually perfectly <laughs> represents this fucking movie, and that doesn't happen often. Like, usually the trailer will lead you astray, but this is, like, perfectly dead on with the whole, like... I believe what she does with six smoke bottles and a tuning fork. <laughs> this fucking movie is just great. My so, favorite line in the trailer is uh, predictably a masterpiece in France. <laughs> so, um, instead of trivia this week, I wanted to focus on some of these quotes from this movie. So, I, I, I picked three quotes. Uh, one of them they kind of did in the, in the trailer. But this just kind of represents how the dialogue is in this movie. Number one, I know, Sean, you posted this in, in our little group chat. Uh, Valerian root powder. That customer is just super excited about that. That was... A classic line. Uh, then also, uh, Tara was, you know, when they're when he's talk when 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 she's talking with the the pizza delivery guy, you know, like they're gardeners and carpenters, not they're not tomato men. <laughs> and he's got these big, like muscular, like buff, like bodybuilders <laughs> just grunting. I love, I love the macho music they play that it turns them into the into the soldiers. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then finally, the, the the last kind of like little dialogue that I wanted to include with this, uh, Tara starts out, I speak perfect English. I also cook 815 international dishes, perform 637 sexual acts, use all the popular home appliances. Shall I cook you something? And then Chad's like, no, thank you. And Tara's like, how about a blowjob? Maybe iron your pants? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite quote from the movie. Yes. <laughs> Me too. God. This is the kind of women men want. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, first off, you, you, you have this movie starting out. First off, you start out, and, and they start out with this whole, like, afternoon $1 movie. 
and they do the whole secret word, kind of like the Pee Wee Herman thing with the word the. If you if they call you and you say the word, then you win the jackpot, which is at like nine dollars and twenty two cents that you can win. And then they they put on the wrong movie first off for this, and it's the big breasted girls go to the beach and take off take their tops off <laughs> and that's the name of the movie that whole thing and then they have this title song that goes along with it, it sounds like something from greece and... to get my rocks on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean it starts out that way and then it they're like oh wrong movie and they bring on the actual return of the killer tomatoes movie and Fucking theme song's iconic. I mean, the return of the killer tomatoes. I mean, it's just so fucking weird, and this movie is just, like, so, like, schlocky, and it's so good. I mean, and then you have John Aston playing the fucking mad scientist. I mean, it's, he's the perfect person for the part. I mean, if you look That's at him terrible. playing Gomez Adams, you know, the original Gomez Adams from the TV show, he was perfect as Professor Gangrene. I mean, you couldn't find anybody better. You know, to play yeah, that well, you, character you is great. Him at, at one point in the movie, he's wearing the Gomez suit. Yep. Yeah. It, there, there would be no... Uh, John Astin's character is great, but he's very complimented by Igor. Mm-hmm. Igor yeah, he's that is my favorite character. Igor <laughs> yes. is my favorite character in the whole movie. Be, wants to be a news reporter. <laughs> one day, that's going to be gonna me. Be. <laughs> <laughs> His face lit up when he saw that guy. <laughs> and I love it, that guy's interview with the one he's like have you ever heard the term a huge fat woman or some shit like yeah, that does the term fat cow mean yeah, anything to you <laughs> you can't even see your feet obviously she's too distraught <laughs> I honestly forgot about that whole scene and that made me I was drinking some water and made me spit water all over my fucking living room <laughs> so that, that whole thing that, that's that's supposed to be the same woman from the first movie, and they did the same thing to her when mm. her husband got killed by the tomatoes, and the the reporters just grilling her. It's like <laughs> it's too late in life for you to find another man, isn't it? And she's like, "What are you saying?" And it just keeps going on stuff like that. So it was just a continuation of that gag from, yeah. from the first movie. It's great. <laughs> I I will say one thing with this movie, uh, and I completely agree with Ted because Ted was talking. We were talking about this last week. This is the one role i actually like that george clooney's in i mean this is I, the only good movie he ever, he ever made see i mean you, i mean yes you I, have the I, ocean get, I get hating on the guy because he gets so much on i i say i guess uh unearned attention but i mean the i i don't agree because there's some things like i love from dust till dawn and i like his role in that Oh crap! I forgot about. I that. did forget about that. Honestly, okay. So there's <laughs> two movies that movie I like him in. Entire life. <laughs> like I like. I know I like the first Ocean's movie. The other ones kind of meld together, and I like parts of them. Uh, whichever one had uh, Jet Li in it, I really like that one. I think I was thirteen. Yeah, was I thought 13? the coolest scene with George Clooney was his little win a date with Rob Lowe scam. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was the best. That was, that was genius. <laughs> that was the second place prize. <laughs> prize. Yeah, I was like, that's genius, man. <laughs> my favorite no. gag is one of my well, one of my favorite gags in the movie is you know he's tossing the pizza dough, and he's like, "Want me to change the channel?" They're like, "Yeah." So he tosses the dough, and it doesn't come down, and it doesn't come back down until the end of the movie. He's like, "You see, we actually had something going on with that." Or. <laughs> <laughs> 
You thought that wasn't going anywhere, did you? <laughs> all, the, all the fourth yeah. wall breaking is just great. <laughs> yeah, they do it so much. And then they mention the product placement, and then it just goes yeah. That was on. hilarious. Then he's like, don't we, have enough mo- don't we have enough money for this movie yet? <laughs> it's the 80s, John. <laughs> they have, like, Coke, Nestle Crunch. That guy comes in, he's ordering all that stuff. He's like, do you have a Nestle Crunch part? <laughs> We we will both go after in our Honda quad, quad runners. <laughs> uh, I'd say uh, out of sheer randomness, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was the ninjas versus the cowboys versus the bikers versus the karate dojo. Yes. <laughs> Insert random fight scene here. <laughs> God, it was just, so good. Just out of nowhere, ninjas come through the door and they start fighting cowboys, and yeah. it's already crazy. <laughs> and then you don't even see them come in, but somehow they're fighting bikers too. And then there's a girl in a karate gi, and it just gets fucking out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> no one has mentioned the hero of the movie, FT. How about FT, man? <laughs> Oh, FT. Yeah, I was gonna talk if about, he hadn't have jumped on that grenade. About, I was going to talk about Sam, who dressed up like Gaddafi. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite, dude. The freaking oh, master of disguise. Yeah. <laughs> Hi-ho, Silver! Away! <laughs> my character from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. he's my. he was always my favorite soldier. Scuba Steve or whatever Scuba his name Steve. is. He's in the bathtub. <laughs> he just loves water. He looks he so happy. <laughs> but yeah, FT FT is good. I mean, FT would become a staple for the rest of the franchise. I mean, he was yep. in all. He was in this movie and the other two movies that came after it, and of course the animated series, which was based off of this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love the end when they're trying to like market him. It's like. Please buy your FT dolls available in your theater's lobby right after the show. <laughs> I wanted an FT doll there. when I was a kid. Don't let your kiddies go with that one this year. Yeah. Oh, Daddy, can I have one, please? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our love, our, our, our couple. One of the most, um, I say, heartwarming couples you could have. I mean, it's really believable that these two kids fell for each other. Yeah. And I really wish they were. I really wish they were in the sequels because you know, I mean, I mean, of course, Igor and John Aston they show back up in the sequels. They're the main villains for the rest of the franchise, also. But it'd be cool to have them as like the protagonist, main yeah. protagonists. Yeah. Because the third, the third movie, the the third movie, I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, there's some gags in there that are funny, but it's not like the it's not like the first two movies and. Then the fourth movie, you know, they're in France, and you got Skippy from Family Ties as our protagonist <laughs> with FT. <laughs> Mark Price. <laughs> mm. I I love their date night where they were going around town, and she's like, oh, look, a store. He's like, oh, not another toaster. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is, they go to that sex store, she's She's like, what's this? He says, it's kinky. What's kinky? <laughs> no, it's weird. <laughs> He's trying to explain it. Yeah, he was in for a wild weekend, that was for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kink shaming is wrong, Ted. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do it, baby. 
<laughs> he just put a whole spin on it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Sure did. <laughs> <He's started then. laughs> I will say, when I was younger, I did have a big crush on Tara too. I mean, oh, who yeah, wouldn't? She's beautiful. She's a beautiful. Woman. Uh, I think it's great that Tara was also um, Bunny and a Cannibal Women yep. Cuddle Jungle. Both movies came out at the same time, pretty much. Late 80s, so she got her money, man. She went on to do whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, she wasn't in a whole lot, um, but like that classic kind of 80s, yeah, yeah. So she got her money and went off to do, I guess, whatever she wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, the last thing she was in was like 2003, I think, or something like that. I think it was like Dragonet or something like that. I don't quite remember 100%. Yeah, that's what I was because I was looking at her list of stuff because i didn't realize she was on the um, coach she was one of the daughter's friends yeah. in the early season yeah because she was in space cowboys i, I do remember that <clears throat> and then yeah the last thing was the tv series dragnet in 2003 um was the last thing she did at least as of now as of this recording so wait dragnet wasn't that the one with ed o'neill where he's like well is that a different show let's take a look uh, you know, no, it was. It was Ed O'Neill. That was, okay. That, that didn't last, didn't last, last like, very long. Yeah, it was like 22, 22 episodes. Yeah. yeah, I don't ever remember watching that. I was like the Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd movie. Yeah. Which isn't people's particular favorite, but I liked it when I was a kid. So. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely didn't do much. <laughs> at least for her uh screen career that that's for sure but she did make an impact that's that's for damn sure but um yeah i mean overall this movie it's so much fun i mean i, I i've i've always loved this movie because there are certain movies especially like this where it's kind of more schlocky and campy where like i'll go back and forth if i like it or not i've always loved this movie this has been always like here, one of my favorites I watched the cartoon and like I've been a fan of the series. Yep. I'm like to the you know the third and fourth one get a little out there, but yeah, it's always fun, man. Like Attack of the Killer Males has always basically been a part of my life. So. I like the fourth one. The third one is the one that I really don't latch on to. I was just kind of like, eh, we needed more, really... needed some carrots in part four, man. <laughs> at the end of this one, the fourth one I, I liked when they were in France and everything. Yeah, and you have the prophecy, so they're trying to make. Igor looks like the he's gonna be like the the king that returns to France and still they're trying to they're trying to trick the French people. <laughs> That's hilarious. I never saw anything but, beyond um, the uh, part two or the return of the killer tomatoes and and the obviously the the cartoon. I, I haven't seen three or four at all. So, and this was a fun movie to do after doing all the trauma because it has that crazy trauma feel but it's on the pg level is yeah. more family yeah. i think this this movie is like a prime example of what isaiah was saying earlier where you know if a movie doesn't take itself seriously and it's off the wall crazy it's fun and that's exactly what this movie is yeah it's i mean it's it's got a lot of slapstick in it and it does it very well um a lot of things that are just way way over exaggerated and some things that are super under exaggerated like you know the shortest chase scene in cinema history that, shit that was me cracking the fuck up. 
for a bunch of movies. <laughs> and I love how they they had the the garbage truck painted up as a news van. Yep. And it, it had that it had that satellite on the back of it, but there's a scene where it had to go under the gate and the satellite wasn't on it cuz obviously they had to take the satellite off cuz it wouldn't fit under the gate. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the, the thing I like this is that they balance things really nicely uh, cuz like a lot of like the more slapstick ones to try to go even more out there they'll try to go more raunchier and stuff which i like that this one didn't go that super raunchy route where it i mean obviously it's had some innuendos and even some yeah, sexual things with everybody in watchmen you know yeah worry about. exactly so i i like that they didn't go that far the first time i watched this movie was with my mom when i rented it on the Back in the early nineties, I rented I rented both the first two and watched them back to back with my mom in the room. Of course, I know my mom had this look on her face when the the big breasted went. <laughs> She's like, "What the heck?" But then it's like, "Oh, the video store did." <laughs> She's like, "Is this the right tape?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Even I got confused at first because you know I was only like what eight or nine. And I was just like, what is this? This isn't tomatoes killing people. <laughs> this is big breasts. happened movie. to me with the movie A Boy and His Dog. Like, oh, my God. I love that movie. My mom was like, oh, Sean will like this. And I watched it by myself. And about halfway through, I was like, mom, I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is so good. Yeah, I've watched it since I've been older, but it kind of haunted me when I was young. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's that weird movie where it's in the future and the guy's squeezing the boob with milk. I don't want to see that. No more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit sidetracked from our review. <laughs> That'd be a fun one to revisit and, and review at some point. Yeah. It's been a while yeah, since I've watched that. That's a movie that's talked about a lot either. So yeah. Anyways, back to Killer Tomatoes here. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Professor Gangrene is great and kind of everything. It, and then with the whole music thing with the jukebox in the fucking basement and him experimenting <laughs> with the different songs to turn the tomatoes into different things and different types of people was hilarious and great. My favorite was Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but George Clooney, who, like, replicated a bunch of big-breasted tomato women, and we see him on the beach at the end. <laughs> Circle. Is it big breasted tomatoes? <laughs> it's so good. They use the. When, I love it when he thinks that Tara's been turned back into a tomato and he's talking to the tomato. He's like, I don't care if you are a tomato. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. How about the illegal tomato seller in the back with the guy. <laughs> yes, it was so good. I love that. He, he had the little he had the little baggie in his pocket that had cherry tomatoes in it. <laughs> Brought out the salt. Acapulco red man. <laughs> Chaz, my uncle Chaz, my uncle finally <laughs> What about those pizzas love- that they were making in that fucking movie? <laughs> Just like the oh my God. peanut butter oh my God. and anchovies and Sad. Marshmallows, <laughs> disgusting, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like a peanut butter anchovy and gummy bear. <laughs> disgusting, so gross. 
I can't believe people used to make these with tomato sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the ketchup in the fridge. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, almost... I love it how they, they still reference puberty love in this one. It's what, what, <laughs> yes. what, what killed the tomatoes at the end of the first movie. It's puberty love. I didn't foresee this. <laughs> but now I have fixed it. <laughs> it's a great follow-up to the first. I mean, the first movie is a classic. Just, it's a, I mean, the first movie is just a parody on all those disaster-type movies or animal attack movies. Yep. This one, I mean, this one just went off, you know, just took it to another level. And it, it's a great follow-up. It, I mean, it's a sequel, true and true. I mean, you've got, I mean, the same director, same writers. Mm-hmm. Um you got um, Willard. Um, did I say Willard? Yeah, you did. Gosh. Wilbur. My brain. I meant Wilbur. When Wilbur, you know, Wilbur's back. Same actor. The only, the only, they couldn't get the same actor to play the senator who was the ba- who turned out to be the bad guy in the first movie. But they still used his character, and he's in prison. But he's in like a good prison where they're playing golf and drinking champagne. Yep. <laughs> like when he yells at the end, too, he's like, "Only three damn lines in this movie." I was, I was the star movie. of the first film. I was the star of the first film. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So good. I love this movie. If I had to make like a top ten list of eighties movies, this would be in it just because oh. it's fantastic. Say it's so much fun. I, I recommend it highly. If you I like just goofy movies, this is definitely for you. Yeah, agreed. I don't know if I could make a top ten of the eighties movies. <laughs> it would be very hard. It would be very very hard. It would definitely be I I might I I'd be hard pressed to do a top twenty. <laughs> True. Yeah. I've I've always felt this way. I think that the I've always thought that the eighties was the golden age of film, and I've always thought the seventies was the golden age of music. That's just my personal opinion. I get behind that. I We're not talking could. about one of the unsung heroes, too, Herman Farbage, who's mentioned in only in the songs <laughs> in the first two movies. <laughs> In the song in this one, you find out that he actually survived like a TV show or something. Yes. <laughs> it premieres this fall. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, so many just great follow-up gags from the first one, too. They didn't forget. They were like, okay, let's bring this back and put a little twist on it. Same with the woman yep. being insulted by the newscaster and all this stuff. It's, I mean, it's just a great sequel, great movie overall. Yeah. I agree, 100%. So if you guys were to rate this movie, what would you guys rate it? I'd give it a 5. Easy. Yeah. I freaking love this movie. Yeah, it gets a 5 from me too, man. It's my favorite out of the franchise. And yes. like I said, it's been a staple of my life forever. So, 5 hands down. Alright. Yeah, just, just for how entertaining it is and how fucking funny this movie is, it's a 5. All all day, it's a 5. Even Even when I'm having a bad day, it's a 5. Awesome. Yeah, and it, it's going to be a five for me, too. I mean, this has been a staple even of my childhood and whatnot. So, I mean, it, it's got everything. You've got the entertainment aspect of it. You've got the breaking of the fourth wall uh, constantly in the movie. You've got so many callbacks to the original movie. You, you've got just everything. It was like a good just cocktail of, like, schlock 
and parody and horror and it just kind of had everything and then you throw in John Aston in there as the bad guy. I mean, it it really had everything and it was such a great movie. And I fucking love watching this. I could watch this probably every day. I, I, I love this movie that much. So it's definitely a five for me. And, you know, as always, we would love to hear what you guys think of of the movies that we're reviewing. You can always reach out to us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. And, you know, let us know what you think. For next week, we are going to be continuing our month-long look at movies, horror movies revolving around food. And so we'll be taking a, a look at Ice Cream Man next week, the Clint Howard classic. So that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to review. So please come back, join us next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And do you guys have any final words of wisdom for us as we leave? That girl can make toast. <laughs> <laughs> Never put bananas and raisinets on the same pizza. <laughs> exactly. You stole mine, Mark. You stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I think you can't do any better than that. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time. Stay safe, campers. (laughs) Ha ha ha!